get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Jordan, uh, this is episode 270 of Smoke Night Live. Boom. Can you believe that? 270. We're we pro- keep on filming these things. <laughs> we'll probably hit, uh, what would you say, 300 would be summertime, maybe? We'll do another big old party. Yeah, a big. we'll do a big uh, shindig for 300. That'll be a, a momentous occasion. What a day, Jordan, it's been. It's been a huge day on the dojo. Yosh. These are the most fun days, the release days, as many of you know, probably know. The uh, Hoya Ninjaragua, Ninjaragua released today on Smoke In. So we will be talking with Abe Dababna from Smoke In about that and much, much more. But guess what, everybody? This weekend, probably this weekend, probably Monday, Monday, I'm guessing Monday, we will uh, release information about this year's Secret Santa initiative on the dojo verse. We better do it quick. I mean, yeah. running out of time to ship. No, we got we got. So here's how it'll work. You'll have you'll have next week to sign up and then you'll have the following week to send out your your, you know, secret Santa stuff. By the way, this year Kevin Acuff, the dojo's own Hall of Fame Kevin Acuff has volunteered to handle the uh, the task Whew. of uh, matching Secret Santas, and by the way, Kevin has no idea what he's in for. He he has he offered this Jordan, in, and, he, and he's like, "Oh, I'd love to help." He has no idea. We've always what put this on Jack Kyer for about the last three years. <laughs> it's it's just a nightmare. It is a it's a nightmare. But maybe that's why it's so hard. Maybe he just is really bad at doing it. It's also a thankless job. No, it's a it's a thankless job. But anyways, when you guys send out these Secret Santas, now here's the thing: this year. This year you have to be at least a yellow belt on the dojo verse because now we can do that kind of stuff. Yeah, we gotta we gotta cut the we gotta we have a, have to have a limit. And we can so make like a secret Santa group. And get this: if you don't send your secret Santa, like if you if you Grinch out, if you Grinch out and you don't send your prize, kick you off. You, you're kicked out of the, <laughs> no, you are. We will suspend your dojo verse account because we can't have that. They just can't have that. So you gotta send out. And now, Jordan, we've always said like. Make your send out. So you have to send out at least five good cigars to your Secret Santa. But put in some fun stocking stuffers. Like say that there's a, a really fun hot sauce from your area, or maybe some sort of trinket or Christmas ornament. Say you've or, been really wanting to get that In and Out down the road, but it's a three-hour wait, and so your buddy from California sends you In and Out in the mail. Yeah. By the way, Steve Toth sends me today in and out Burger in the mail. Like, he sent me four hamburgers and two <laughs> french fries in the mail. And, Steve, I did eat some of that. I, I had to. I was yeah, determined, photo evidence. determined because you went to the trouble to do that for me. That was that was very nice of you. So, guys, uh, Secret Santa this week should be a fun time. Let's bring on our guest. Uh, we've had him on many times. He's one of the best guests that you can have on a show like this because he's entertaining. He's got He's got hot takes, Jordan. He's not just some guy sitting behind a microphone not saying anything. This guy will say it. He's a big guy, and he's got a big personality. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, from Smokin' Abe DeBab. Now, welcome to Smoke Night Live, my friend. Dojo-verse, what's up? <laughs> How are you doing tonight? I'm having a good night, man. So me and you just got done with your show. Yes. And that was a event. lot of fun. We had Juan Martinez from Hoya de Nicaragua on, as well as Alex. Tavella. Yeah, Talk, <laughs> talking stuff, doing stuff. Hey, can you say can you say my last name? Do you want me to say it the way I say it or properly? I want you to first say it the way you say it. Gooderson. <laughs> <laughs> but now you know how to say it the actual way. You did it on I your show. I've known how to say it, Gatormson. Well, that's very good. It's just three syllables. Boom, boom, boom. Well, it's, just, it's, just, it's just how it's written. I mean, you know. I don't know why people... But what happened was, when I first met you and we started communicating it just looked like guttermerson and i just started saying <laughs> it when it's in your head so long it just naturally comes out eric guttermerson trust me abe i've i've heard him i've heard it all my whole entire life so you abe's you, version actually hey, listen, sounds more norwegian 
than the real Wait, version. At least, at least you have a last name that's butcherable. <laughs> I get my first name butchered. <laughs> now that can't, how do you do that? Abe, Ab, Ab. That's ridiculous. Oh yeah, Nobody's I get my done first that. name butchered all the time. Yeah. Now I go into Starbucks and like, uh, and, and your name, Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine somebody butchering A, but I'm sure it happens. That happens all the time. But you know, that's a fun thing I started doing. Think up the coolest names when you go to Starbucks. That's the name you give them. You could be somebody else for about five minutes. I want to be Steve McQueen tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, your name? Uh, Zachary Thomas. Ah, I like that. You know? Yeah. Zach Efron. They probably confuse me. But then, but then sometimes you forget because you, you get distracted or you get a phone call. And like, Zach? <laughs> Zach? <laughs> Zach? Like, and then they throw your drink where away. Where the F is Zach? <laughs> Abe, today, what a day. The The... The Ninjarag was sold out in record time, my friend. Thirty-eight minutes. That is incredible. What did you? What did? Before it happened, what was your? Did you have a prediction? Did you think? Uh, um, I yeah. And actually, I, I talked to my team about it because we were talking about the window you were going to send. You're going to push the notification out to Dojoverse, and I was actually afraid a half an hour would have been too long. Because I was afraid the event, you know, because we had, you know, marketed it that it was going to start at noon. Right. And I was afraid actually in a half an hour it could sell out because being that it was a six count, I think was key because anybody who wanted to try it, it's like getting a fiver. It's hard to try something. Even, even Look, we do micro blends, you do dojo versus, and, and we kind of learn over time, right, that the, that 10 count is, is a good number for people to kind of commit to on something they've never tried before. Right. You know, when you start getting into 20 and 24 counts, it's just harder because, you know, even when you got a great track record, do I want to buy 24 sticks of something? Uh, and, and, and I really don't know whether I'm going to really like it or love it, you know? I mean, if I'm buying a box of anything, like a box, I, I like to know I love that cigar. Right. Not I like it or it's okay. I'll, I'll smoke any stick that's okay, you know? All right, that's decent. I'll smoke that. You know, but you're not buying boxes of that kind of stuff. So I think the uh, stick count, was part of it. I think the marketing, the theme, the name, everything, the the, the people you worked with, Hoya de Nicaragua, the oldest cigar, most you know, one of the most historic companies in our industry. Right. Um, it was just uh, the perfect storm for a major sellout. I'm just happy our site didn't bog down and crash. No, that went amazingly smooth, considering uh, there was you know 450 uh, boxes, bundles, whatever you want to call there were, these. No, no, there were, well, yeah, well, there, yeah, there was 463 total orders across the board, I think. Right. Yeah, and, it, the, and I didn't hear, you know, any peep of any issue whatsoever. Now, I know that your team is really good at this. They they, they get to sending it right off the bat. Like, uh, they're, they're probably working as we speak. Dude, my team hate my guts right now. <laughs> no, I'm seriously, they hate my guts. I'm, like, just trying to avoid them. I, I don't even make eye contact with them. We, we went on a four-day Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale, which we do every year, which jammed them up. And then we went, right, that, that Tuesday, we went into a uh, Drew Estate Liga event. Mm. And then today, we had these guys, poor guys, haven't stopped moving literally in a week. Wow. So, and then we got RMLC 2020 dropping next Wednesday. <laughs> well, kudos to the team because they do such a fantastic job getting it out so quickly like it's fun when you when you you're excited and you order a product like this and then you you know that it's already shipped like it's a it's a little bit of a downer when you're excited you spend a couple hundred bucks but it's you know a couple weeks out or something like you're some of these guys might get this as early as tomorrow you never know like some of these i mean it depends yeah i mean some people get them without a doubt if not by tomorrow um well yeah man monday we got sunday but some may get them tomorrow um you know it, it the guys are really good, and it's cool when we do these virtual events. And while we're talking, the guy's like, dude, I just got a confirmation. My order has like, been labeled and ready to ship. You know, and it, it's, it's, it's one of the things that we, we pride ourselves on is getting things out the door as quickly as possible. And then we get inundated. Like right now, we're inundated. Half my front of my lounge for over a week now has been a fulfillment center. <laughs> the whole, I'm serious. The whole left side... You know, we, we're getting a warehouse, we're building a warehouse, but that won't be open really probably till March of next year. But yeah, we're we're working under extreme conditions, and um, but our fans are patient enough because 
unless you're a first time customer, you know our record of getting things out the door right away. So, you know, in a Black Friday sale that took three or four days to get to your order, you know, everybody's pretty tolerant and understanding of that situation. Now, by the way, folks, uh, before the show, I did randomly select a winner, which I will announce at the end of the show. The winner, as we always do with these releases, if you post your proof of purchase on the Dojoverse, and this time the hashtag was Ninjaragua, all those I took into account, I put them into a spreadsheet, I did a random number generator, so we will give away an extra, an extra bundle of these from my stash at the end of the show. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. But by the way, here's a, here's a pro tip. If you get this triangular-shaped box, it's a little bit tricky to open, huh, Jordan? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit tricky. Need a little knife action. But a pro tip, if, if, you, take off, if you take off the uh, shrink wrap and then take a sharp knife and you just kind of go along the top here, check this out. If you do that, then it, you can just open it perfectly like this and then it just sits in your humidor like a little... Uh, little container there so pretty slick that's my that's a little pro tip there from master sensei Whoa. uh you know that's hey, next level stuff i don't i don't often throw out that kind of wisdom but i decided i, I just like the way they triangular stack in the humidor yes they that, they stack perfectly now jordan i i described the cigar on abe's show but you you are the the master palate uh, i don't know about you're that the, you're the master palate of the dojo Tell people what they are in for when they get this cigar and they're able to smoke it. I always get, right off the bat on this one, caramel corn. And then as you start to get into it, it gets uh, a lot darker, like thick, syrupy Hershey's syrup. Uh, there's also, like, there's some typical Nicaraguan, like, peppercorn and earth stuff going on. But those are the two standout, caramel corn. And Hershey syrup. I, 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 like, I like to say it's kind of a dessert stick. Yeah. Because it's got some sweetness. It's got some saltiness. It's, it's rich, right, Jordan? It's a rich flavor. Yeah, and, you almost need a glass of milk with this bad boy. Glass of milk. I prefer bourbon. By the way, speaking of bourbon, if you want a really decent, decent, I'm not going to say this is great, but it's a, a decent, super Supremely cheap, decent. Supremely decent, very inexpensive bottle of bourbon, Wild Turkey 101, actually surprisingly decent. Like, normally, you hear the name Wild Turkey, and the first thing that comes to your mind is, oh, God, that's going to suck. <laughs> the 101 actually is not bad whatsoever. So cheers to everybody. If you're, if you're watching, thanks for joining us. Feel free to share the show to your own timeline. We are sitting here talking with Abe DeBabna of Smoke In. Abe. Oh, can't do it. Big time. Yeah. This is a big time, crazy, crazy year. And there's so I I say there's always two events, two cigar events that I never miss. One of them is in my own backyard, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. I love it. It's amazing. Obviously, this year they couldn't do it, so we held a virtual one. And then the Great Smoke, which is in February in South Florida, which is your event. But this year, because of COVID, you had to take a different strategy, and this is almost too hard to grasp so we need to talk this through as to what the great smoke is going to be like this year so let's get right into the great smoke 2021 uh first and foremost what is the date of the event this year okay the date is february 20th which february is typically 20th. The time it's the time of year that it's typically on it's saturday february 20th and um you know, we've been doing this for 15 years, and it's been a big event, and it's always been tied to a great charity. We've been dealing with now the Kids Cancer Foundation for at least almost eight, nine years now. And um, we didn't want to cancel the event. We pretty much got to the sense, and we had to kind of really make a, a decision which way we were going to go a few months ago, um, that having a... Uh, physical event, a traditional event, which, you know, our event has become popular. It's grown from hundreds of people to thousands of people over the years because it's always been extremely experience driven, right? We like we like to say we're not just doing a cigar event. We put on a production, you know, from when you get in Thursday night to when you have brunch Sunday and you leave. It's like a production. So um, we really we really didn't want to cancel. So we had about really four or five people in the room here. We started think tanking what we can do. And I heard about the virtual event that you guys are doing with the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. I was very curious. I actually talked to the guys. You had, you had connected me with them. 
because I just wanted to get some feedback on how their virtual event went. But I wasn't really keen in doing a virtual event in the format of how we do these Zoom shows now, right? Where I'm at a flat screen and you're on a flat screen. And so we tried to figure out how to do something different as we started bouncing ideas. Of course, when the ideas were just so off the wall crazy, we never thought like we were actually gonna try to do it. But then as we started talking about it, it's like, you know, look, for instance, we're doing this full out blown production. And in fact, it's, there's three stages. It's gonna be a whole set they're building. This company out of Atlanta um, called Showtech, they've done the Golden Globes, um, they've done uh, Soul Train, Kings of Comedy. They're producing the show. They're coming down, all their equipment, they're producing. We would never get a company. Like, look, look, that's the set. I mean, there's gonna be wow. done in front of a small live audience, but you see there's cameramen, there's boom cameras, there's three different staging areas. Now, where uh, where are you doing? Where are you setting that up? Well, we wanted to do it at where we do the Great Smoke normally at the the South Florida Fairgrounds. Don't believe it or not, the only day weekend in February they had was Valentine's Day weekend, and Valentine's Day falls on a Sunday, and we were just too worried that there'll be too many couples out where you know they're going to be doing other things. So um, we actually went to an old venue where we, where we used to do an annual poker tournament. Um, the American Polish Club, and they're coming there, and they're going to build that set. And it's going to be like, it's going to look like, to people watching it at home, The Tonight Show. Wow. Right? It's going to look like The Tonight Show, and then there's going to be, it's going to be like a variety show. Nothing will be static, no conversation, no topic is going to go more than 15 to 16, 17 minutes. And it goes on to the next thing, whether it be some of the entertainers we have, magicians, mentalists, comedians. I have six major manufacturers now. Um, all making some very special, exclusive product that's only going to be sold to ticket holders who bought tickets to the Great Smoke, right? So uh, Carlito Fuente is making something something epic, I heard, and he's so excited about this. Like, he'll text me, you know, about where he's at in the project. Pete Johnson's making something for it. Um, Steve Saka, uh, Aganor Salif, uh, Terrence Riley and the guys at Aganor Salif, um, Nick Perdomo, and uh, I think now officially Rocky Patel is making something. Wow, what killer a killer lineup. That's uh, so, that's incredible. And these guys are all going to come to the studio. So when we talk about what they're doing, they're going to be sitting in front of my me and, uh, you know, like in the Tonight Show set, and we're going to talk about it. And then when we go live with that brand, it'll have a 30-minute timer like QVC, you know. And it's just, if we pull this off, I think it'll be historic. Who's going to be your Ed McMahon? Is that uh, Michael Herklotz? Michael. Who can ask, who oh, can wow. ask for a better co-host? Oh, I mean, he's, yeah, he's when stuck. he said yes to co-hosting, when he when we talked about the vision, what we we're doing, he was so enthralled with it and, and really wanted to be a part of it. And when he said, yeah, I was so like happy. I was like, it's, for me, that's like another le level of legitimacy to the kind of epic event that we're doing that he's willing to fly down and be part of this event. And next week, we're going to release two more uh, co-hosts. We're going to, you know, women have become a big part of this industry, and we're going to have two very well-known women also be co-hosts with us because there's going to be crowd interactions and demonstrations and people selling vendors and who have specialty products. We've got this guy who makes these artistically done, handmade glass ashtrays. They're gorgeous. Hmm. He signs them all by hand, every one, and no two are the same. Hmm. We just bought them into our shops. We're not even selling them yet. We just got them yesterday, but he's going to be involved in the Great Smoke. I'm working on a sausage company. Um, there's just one company out of Kentucky. We haven't closed the deal yet, but they're going to release this brand new rollout of this Wagyu uh, Pinot Grigio or Chardonnay, you know, sausage chub. And we're trying to get those guys to include one in every TGS package we send out, and then do some kind of interaction stuff. And we're working with some liquor vendors, so it's it's a whole process. So we knew this was going to be hard to explain to people. That's why I'm trying to, you know, get the support of all my friends, guys like you guys will give me the opportunity to explain, you know, you know, the, the event. But to try to make it such an easy decision, whether you understood us or not, we made the, the what we call the party in the box, which is your ticket to the Great Smoke. So epically stupid of a deal that there's no other deal I think you can find that's going to be as good as this. I mean, you get 40 premium cigars, and if you go to thegreatsmoke.com, we list them. So you know you're not getting any house brands, you're not getting no bundles, you're not getting no... These are 40 top-notch premium cigars. I think we added up, it's almost $400, like $380-some dollars. 
But on top of that, you get more things than if you had flown down and come to the event live. You're going to get the official shirt, the official hat, a commemorative shot glass, a cigar band bank, um, and other little interactive components. And these boxes will ship out the first week of February through the second week of February. So they'll, they'll, everybody should have them before the event day, which is the 20th. Now, this is a great company. I'd like to talk about this, is Feed the Party. If you go to greatsmoke.com, um, you can see a video we made. This is an epic uh, meat company that I, 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 I'm a personal customer from. Uh, for uh, it, they are in Kentucky. It's called Feed the Party, and they ship filet mignon, strip steaks, uh, salmon fillets, briskets. And I've never been a pork chop guy. I order pork chops 40, 50, 60 at a time from these guys. It's the best pork chop I've ever had. My family's fans. Every time I get a shipment, I give some of my coworkers some. They all get addicted to it. They're literally incredible. I've done an unboxing video. So. Even though trying to do this digitally, we might create something epic. For me, in my mind, it doesn't replace the physical experience of everybody getting together. So we're really promoting people who buy tickets to this event to do watch parties. If you and your friends or some of the guys you know in your lounge have gotten tickets, throw a watch party. Get together, watch a store. I know there are shops, Jay Davis, Blue Smoke of Dallas. I think he's got 18 customers who have bought tickets and they're throwing a watch party at Jay's shop, Blue Smoke of Dallas, right? So... Throw a watch party and post a video, tag me, tag Smoke in, and tell us why you think your watch party is going to be one of the best watch parties out there. If we pick you, your party, we will not only simulcast you in so we can broadcast your party live to the world, feed the party, we'll feed your party. They will send you this epic meat box of fillets and strip steaks and, and pork chops and a tomahawk ribeye. It's a whole package. They'll send it to you and they'll feed your party. We pick your, I'm thinking I'm, we're going to pick five winners between now and February. And I'm picking, I think, the first winner next week. Oh, wow. And I think, and I think we have, we don't even have like 10 submissions yet. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's nuts. But, you know, I think as we get closer to the date and more people talk and guys like you give me the opportunity to kind of explain what this digital event is and what we're trying to do, um, I think people get more and more excited about it. But, All right. um, hey, so Jordan, Jordan, show the um, show the entertainers real quick again. The entertainer graphic. No, the uh, the one with the entertain. Yeah, the one with the three entertainers on it. Show that. See if we there that right there. We there. Go. So is that Mel Gibson in the middle? He's going to be performing. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually a comedian. Okay. That guy's actually a comedian. He is com comedian. The guy on the left is a mentalist and magician. And uh, this guy on the right, Gregory Latkos, he, he's an incredible musician. Uh, Gypsy King style music, he's going to perform. Um, but it's just going to be a variety show. And we know it's eight hours long. Uh, you know, my expectation is, you know, not that many hardcore people are going to sit there straight for eight hours, though some probably will. Um, <laughs> but when, as we get closer to the date, we'll have a whole agenda. So you'll know approximately what's going to happen when this demonstration is going to start when this manufacturer is going to start. Um, and that way, if you do got to pop in and out and don't want to miss something special, you'll know roughly what time that'll be broadcast throughout the eight hour day. So how do people uh, get involved and get one of these party packs for themselves? If you go to the greatsmoke.com, there's a link there to buy your tickets. Now click on it. It's $169 delivered to your door. I mean, it's literally almost $450 worth of, legitimately awesome stuff delivered to your door for 169 bucks is so, this is this so limited is there is there ticket, unlimited amount of these ticket. no 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 because we had to custom order things between hats and shirts and shot glasses so it's it's a limited amount i don't know if we'll sell out we may sell out i, I this is our first time doing something crazy like this you know right. our assumption was look there are a lot of people especially in times like now right um they, they, they've talked about coming to the Great Smoke. They love to, but, I mean, let's face it, you know, flying to South Florida in February and getting a hotel room, it's not an inexpensive event. I mean, forget the ticket price, you know, just coming down here. And we get thousands of people from all over the world. So um, our thought was that being that people wouldn't have to come down and they could kind of go to the Great Smoke just for 169 bucks and not have to, you know, really fly and have a major expense. We're hoping that there'll be more people involved across the country. So um, if they sell out, they sell out. And if they don't, they don't. But 
we're we're excited. We think we we believe we're going to make history. We think we believe we're going to do something cool, and I'm hoping people get excited and want to be part of it. You know, so um, yeah, thegreatsmoke.com's got all the information. Tickets went on sale uh, this November first, second. So it's been on sale for over a month, and um, they'll sell through up until probably a week or two before the event, or if we sell out, whichever comes first. All right. So, uh, Dojo Verse, there you go. Uh, make sure to uh, go to the Great Smoke and, and, and buy your party pack because I'm sure we're going to be having some sort of watch party, Jordan. Oh, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying. We gotta- well, we talked about it. I, I'm, I'm hoping to get you guys a cast in during the show. That would be amazing. We would be we're honored. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have a few simulcasting. Like JC Newman got their new factory and they're, they're finishing day doing it. So we're talking with them. They're going to do like a little two-minute tour, show their factory. So this is going to be like really a broadcast like it's never been done before. You know, cigar-related, then entertainment, then cigar-related, then demonstration. Then... So I, I think it's going to be awesome. I really do. You, I, I think you, you enjoy that, right, Abe? You like being like the guy, the host, like running the show entertaining people you you love that like that's that's where you live well culturally believe it or not and if anybody's ever read any albert camus who, who writes often about it middle eastern people because my family's from the middle east and being hosts is like inbred in the dna you have to be a good host <laughs> you know it, it literally is i mean we're grown up from children you know but you know taught how to be good hosts so yeah i mean it's been i think that's why i was attracted to being in the cigar business because I feel like being a host all day, you know, and it's kind of what's been fun with our increase in social media and connectivity, uh, especially this year. I get to be a host to a lot more people now, not just people who come through my door. And that's kind of why I kind of probably got into KMA and got attracted to doing the radio show. It's just part of my personality. But, you know, even though it's nuts. And it's chaos. I love doing the Great Smoke every year. I mean, it's literally like the my wife doesn't talk to me for a month. <laughs> and as but, and as soon as it's over, you start planning for the next one. But now, Abe, I'm just I try to do the math in my head, and I'm not great at math. But the the party in a in a box is 169 bucks. There's 450 dollars worth of stuff in there. You're putting on this huge production for everybody, an eight hour long tonight's show style show. The, I, this has got to be like a losing venture. Like, how do you, you can't make money on this. It's got to be just for fun, basically. It's it's funny you ask that because when I tell this story, everybody thinks I'm full of shit. <laughs> but anybody in my company will tell you, we didn't make money the first two great smokes. We lost money. And in the third year, we finally broke even. And look at the monstrosity it became now. Because look, this has been my philosophy, and it's kind of the way I do my business. If you're worried about the money, you're worried about the wrong thing, right? So I can't worry about the profitability in this one. You know, I, I, if we lose money, I just factor it against the last 15 great smokes and average it down, you know? <laughs> but the experience has to be over the top because it's never been done before. If my first great smoke, if everybody didn't, there's only a few hundred people there, but those few hundred people, 300 or so, 400 people that didn't go and tell like 20 of their friends what an amazing time they have and how awesome it was, it'd never be around today. And that, that's how we do things. So my expectations of making money, and especially for us, because we're going to lose a lot of revenue because normally we got thousands of people here for, for three or four days. So they're hanging out in our lounges or, you know, so there's a lot of revenue that, that needs to be made up for here. Um, but the manufacturers are making these very limited exclusive products will help. We're going to try to offset it. But if I break even, I'll do cartwheels, cartwheels down the street naked this year. <laughs> wow. But, All right. Yeah, now I, that I, I want to see. Yeah, are you sure? Look, <laughs> it, even though this production company that's coming from Atlanta really hooked us up, it's still not cheap. You right. know, these guys do the Golden Globe. So, you know, they give us the friends and family rate, which is still huge. But next year, and if we learn and we see how things are done, because we've never produced anything like this, we may find ways to make it more economical because – my long-term plan is if this shows any great potential of being feasible, like the first great smoke, and I knew this could be huge, um, and it could be profitable, we could find a way to make it at least profitable, um, we may go to two events a year, mm. a physical event, in, 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 which I'll never get rid of. Somebody's like, people are freaking out. They're thinking, like, this is how we're going to do it in the future. No, I will never get rid of the physical great smoke event. That's an experience that every cigar aficionado should have. 
if you're a cigar smoker and a cigar fan and you haven't been down to the Great Smoke, that's a bucket list, list item as far as I'm concerned. Um, but um, we'll never get rid of that. But there are people who just can't make it down. And they would love to somehow participate in something like this. So if this shows that it could be feasible to be done and replicated and, and not lose money every year and somehow be profitable. We may do a physical event in, in, in February and a, uh, a virtual event in the fall. Uh, now, is the, mo- the moment you said that you were going to do Cartwheels Naked, uh, we, we started selling packages. People started posting. Yep. You know, hey, I, I, I just I just bought mine. So apparently, Abe, that was a, a genius marketing strategy. Uh, it's a good motivator, right? It was a good. It was a very good motivator. I don't. I don't. The, the mental image is. It's all you need. It's a little bit rough for me personally, <laughs> well, but you know. Right you know, look. You know, knock on wood, I've been blessed. I really have. I got a great team. Our business has grown and thrived over two decades, and um, you know, you just can't worry about pennies all the time or bottom line i mean look the way i've always run our great smoke event is our ticket sales when we sell the tickets for these events all right that covers the whole production cost whatever is left from that we donate to the kids cancer foundation and we've done that since year one we've always had charity that, that we've worked with you know we make our money during the day because we have you've been to the event we have mega events prior mega events after thousands of people hanging out in our lounges and then we do we sell a whole slew of product the day of the event so that's always been where our profit center you know has been but um i actually had, had to talk to the people over at the kids cancer foundation because i'm not sure if we're going to be profitable this year but i already told them that that you know i would personally pay at least five thousand dollars to the charity at a minimum should we not should we not make money? <laughs> right. Well, that's that's so, fantastic. You know, yeah, Jordan, I, I don't want the kids yeah, to hurt. All right. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? And uh, that's amazing of you, Abe, to 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 make that offer for them. Jordan, I was thinking while we we're talking, Abe, like, like, what is it about uh, physical events? What are some characteristics of physical events that you that make you really like that event? And I'll I'll just I'll start with one, and then you can you see what you say, but. I say one of the, my favorite things about a good events is that there's also pre and post events, like other right. other things to do, like because you, you know usually you a lot can of turn times it into like a four day thing. Yeah, and, but they're not always necessarily um, a, a part of the event. Just other events that are surrounding the Sometimes events. Sometimes those are that's the that's the memories you have the most. Because yeah, you, after the after party in the parking lot, everybody kind of travels down and they, they want to just hang out. So oh, let's get together this night or that night. Uh, Dojo has uh, the pre thing at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. At at, um, at the Great Smoke, you have a you have a, the the pre dinner the night before, and then there's the uh, the brunch the day after. I like those. Those sub, those uh, uh, ancillary uh, events that are going on, you know. Right. Great smoke, really. The first two years, it was just a great smoke, and really, I, I'll never forget the guy. It was, it was, it was, it was a guy from Boston who had flown down. I guess uh, um, Cigar Fest had sold out, and he was upset and wanted to go to a cigar event. So he'd heard about ours and started asking me questions. He came down from Boston just from a phone call that we had, and um, came and he had a talk with me. This was, this was the second year. That we did it, and he's like, "Dude, this was an amazing event. We, I love this, but you know, I flew on a plane, I got a hotel room, I came down <laughs> here, and, and the whole thing's over in four and a half, five hours. Right. And that's when you know he's like, you got to do some other things.' So the third year we did our first after party. So then you had the great smoke and the after party, and then that, that was kind of it for a while. And then it just kept adding on. So now we have a, a pre-event, pre-pre-event Thursday night. Friday night, we have two different events. We have the Red Meat Lovers Club dinner and uh, usually an event at one of our locations. Then Saturday, we have the main event. And then that night, there's two after parties, one at a local establishment, one at one of our cigar bars. And Sunday, we got a brunch. So it just added on. I remember one time I wanted to add a golf tournament in there. A lot of people are coming from the cold. Man, I start thinking, I'm not organizing a golf tournament. I keep <laughs> doing a golf tournament. It's, it's enough. We did a it's cornhole fun. tournament at our party oh, this year. Oh, yeah. And by the way. That was pretty that was fun. I, me and Emmett Malone, reigning champions of the cornhole tournament. We will be champions for the, the next year. Nobody can take that away from us. So pretty you know psyched about the that. cornhole king at Smoke Inn? Huh. The Brewmeister. Really? 
Yeah, we That's do a company it. partner here. He, he seems that he seems to have quite the cornhole finesse. I am actually not a very good player, but for whatever reason, Abe, I was money. I mean, money. Now it came down to me, me and Emmett versus Tanner Cole and his wife, and and they were they were Tanner was amazing, but somehow or another we knocked them off. So uh, you could consider that Abe as as another. Another event for you, cornhole. Don't tournament. ever play Eric Espinosa and Tommy Lazuka. They're no. too good. They're absolutely. T- the it's only reason fun. the only reason we won this year was because Eric and Tommy were not there. They're, those guys are amazing. Uh. All right, so Abe, uh, we'll take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to do our weekly top three, which is me and Jordan's top three pet peeves about cigar lounges, because Abe is the cigar lounge guy. We want to get his thoughts on these things that we can't stand about certain cigar <laughs> lounges. And he. <laughs> They don't all have these things. They don't all have these things, but these and 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 some people love these things. Probably, I personally don't. Anyways, uh, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, including the brand new exclusive Nightshade from Drew Estate, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Don't forget about the amazing holiday and cyber deals coming this season. Enjoy great deals on your favorite brands. Pick up a gift card as the perfect stocking stuffer. Or give the gift of free shipping for an entire year with a JR Plus membership. Celebrate your holidays the right way with JRCigars.com, where there is something for every cigar smoker. Speaking of every cigar smoker, Abe, check this out. The new sexy oh, dogma. This, this product has evolved over the years, Abe, and it's all started with you. You... Were the genesis of this, of, of really all of the Cigar Dojo collaborations, but specifically this Dogma, which started off in a a brown uh, ten pack that was just paper. This is in a burlap sack. This is in a burlap I st- sack. I still, I still have one or two of those. And now look at it, Abe. What do you think of this beauty? Look at that. I mean, never smoke alone, right there on the bottom. So, if, folks, if you want to, if you want to keep up your uh, your Dogma collection, you got to add this. To the repertoire. That's just sexy. You got some for sale there at Smoke In, don't you, Abe? Yeah, yeah. We just got them in this. I texted you. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Did you know about this? This is great. Yeah. Well, it helps. Uh, it'll help differentiate it in your humidor if you're collecting them, of course. Yeah. I saw a guy. Always make it a little different. A guy posted the other day, Jordan. He had he had them all lined up. He had the first one. The wow. first two were in brown paper. Yes. And you can only tell the difference be- because the Dojo logo is square on the first one, but then round on the second one. And then it went to a blue paper, and now we're in this... Uh, Pateca. Yeah, beautiful box. All right, so hey, let's give a, let's uh, award the winner real quick. Um, where's that? Oh, so uh, real quick, I picked a random winner to get an extra uh, six pack of Hoya Ninjaragua from my stash. So I took all the people that posted uh, hashtag Ninjaragua with their proof of purchase from Smoke In uh, today. Thank you for everybody that participated. That was incredible. That It sold out that fast. I thought it was going to sell out, but I didn't think it was going to be that fast. 90 cigars a minute, guys. I did not think it was going to be that fast. That's how they were flying. That fast. Yeah, Jordan did the Which math. Which, per, if you're talking per cigar, because, you know, some of our releases have a lot more cigars made than others. This is the second fastest selling one we've ever done. So, incredible. Um, so, the winner of the extra bundle is... Stogie Breath, a.k.a. Stogie Smoke on Dojo Verse. So congratulations, Stogie Breath. You are the winner. I will send you a extra bundle from my personal stash. Congratulations, Stogie Breath, on, on winning that. Uh, we always give away an extra, Jordan, just to... Spread, tradition. Tradition. Spread, Spice it up. Spread the wealth. Um, all right, let's get to our weekly top three, Jordan. The weekly top three... Wiggly Top 3! Yeah! That's the official soundbite. Jordan sings the... Uh, that's live. That's a live singing, too. That wasn't recorded. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so this is the Weekly Top 3, and this is uh, our pet peeves. And I want to get I want to get Abe's response to these because he runs cigar lounges. So I'm always curious, how does the cigar lounge owner respond to something that, you know, is a criticism? It's a criticism of a cigar lounge. So uh, let's start with the first one, Jordan, um, and you can comment, and then we'll let Abe we'll let Abe respond to it. So we'll rant a little bit first. All right, the first one is it's it's sort of twofold, Abe. It's a the the guy the guy at the humidor uh, follows me around inside the the humidor, 
And I have the hardest time getting him to understand that he he doesn't even know as much about cigars <laughs> as I do. But he's following me around like a hawk. You know, give me some space for crying out loud. Like, let's just let me look. I get it. There's probably some people out there that stick cigars in their pockets. I understand that. But I want to feel like you, that you don't think that I'm a thief. So give me a little well, bit you, of room. When you walk in there, you, you at first, you know, you drop a couple hints. I know what I'm talking about. Then you <laughs> see if we can talk about cigars on a higher level. They're not picking up on it. They're just still telling you, like, you you're, you know nothing. <laughs> you're just, it's like uh, if you watch Parks and Recreation, Ron Swanson goes into that Home Depot, and the guy's like, hey, can I help you, sir? And he's like, I know more than you. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks away. Abe. What do you think about that? Is that a fair criticism, or am I being, or am I being a little unfair? No, it's fair because as a consumer, nobody wants that. You know, nobody wants that feeling of being shadowed. And as a business owner, I understand sometimes, and it's not always the case, but sometimes you know, look, look, anybody, every cigar shop gets pilfered. It's, if you're in retail, I don't care if you're selling nuts and bolts, groceries, it's just part of human nature and it's sad but it's true but look way we try to train our people is this every human being has to be acknowledged when they come in the shop if they make it to the human door and they haven't been acknowledged you failed for the day and acknowledgement is really simple can i help you find anything if they say no they say okay well if you need anything just let me know it ends there Boom. now if for whatever reason someone's suspect we have like 30 cameras all over the shop. We That's all you gotta them, do. Look, we tell look, we tell all our staff we don't want them interacting with them. We don't want them trying to stop them. We don't want them. It's very simple. You suspect anybody, all you gotta do is text somebody the date, the time, what they're wearing, and if they leave, see if you can get the license plate. That's all. It's all we need. Whether they're innocent, whether they're good, because then we just have somebody go back and watch it. 99% of the thieves we ever catch, we catch after the fact. Right. Why Why tick off 100 guys that were innocent yeah. for that one we guy? We try to catch him in the moment. As long as you got a license plate. I caught a, We caught a guy. We got his license plate number once, and the license plate number was registered to a company. He was an insurance salesman. And it was a company car. And I had to talk to the company and say, look, I just want my product back. He had stolen a lighter. I said, <laughs> I want my product back. I said, if you want me to call the police and make a big ordeal and then come down, but because they won't tell you who owns the car, you know, the company, but you know, I'm talking to the guy on the phone. It's like, Oh yeah, we know who, we know who that is. So literally, you know, they got the guy and the guy mailed us back our lighter. Now it is, it's gotta be a little bit of a fine line between, cause some people probably come in and they don't know anything about cigars and they, they do need the help, but then you That's have, why we ask them up front. Right. The first thing of acknowledgement is, Hey, how you doing today? Is there something I can help you find? Is there, yeah, can I give you a hand? You ask them the question very simply because I don't want to be helped if I know what I'm doing. I don't want some guy over my shoulder watching me or trying to tell me stuff that I don't <laughs> even want to know about. Or why are you telling me about that TV? I'm not even interested in that TV, you know? Right. And there's times where I want help. If I want help, I'm perfectly capable of going, hey, can someone help me out with this? So, you know, to be a consumer yourself, you understand the emotions and what's going on, and you try to teach that. You know, the hardest thing about any retail operation is getting your team and your staff to be on the same page with your philosophy. Sure. You know, it's it's hard because you can't teach. Some people aren't capable of having the savvy of having that interaction. And, you know, you're in the wrong business if that's your case, but it happens, you know. But it's a balance. You never want anybody to feel like they're being watched. It's like the worst thing you could do. And, and and that's why we install cameras. We just deal with it after the fact. It's so much simpler. Right. All right. Our next one, I, I, I know for a fact that this could be contentious just based on tonight's show. But uh, and I know that there's people watching on Facebook right now that that agree with me on this one. You go to the cigar lounge and you got your friends, Jordan, and you want to sit around. You want to have a good time. You want to, you know, you're smoking a cigar. You want to discuss things. Maybe it's. You're talking about sports, you're talking about, you know, life, you're talking about food, whatever. But there's just like this club music, just it's so loud. It's blaring in your ears. <laughs> you're screaming at the top of your lungs just to talk to your friends, you know. And all of a sudden, you're saying to yourself, this cigar thing is not so relaxing after all. Like, I'm, I'm out of breath. When did just, cigar lounges become clubs? I don't know. I just want to I just want to talk to when my they buddies. Started putting, when they started putting bars in them. <laughs> mm. No, that's that's the truth. 
Yeah. If I you mean, want to go to a club, go to a club. You, you know, look, here's the thing. You have to you have to try to be something to everybody. Okay? But you have to find the best way to do it. So with the look, I didn't have bars until well, eight years ago, maybe eight, nine years ago was our first bar out of 25 years of being in the business. So I've seen the evolution from the traditional, you know, 12 leather chairs and guys sitting in a square and, you know, your manly shop where women wouldn't even walk in and be petrified. They walk in and go, oh, no, never mind. You know, and they put their head <laughs> through the door. So I've seen the evolution of it. But if you design your shop right, I mean, Eric, you've been to, you know, a few of our locations, right? right? First off, that's not the scene every night. And that typically, I don't know if you're here now, we have a DJ outside right now. <laughs> it's typically going to be your scene Friday and Saturday nights, right? Mm-hmm. And, but both my lounges and the lounges you've been in, we have beautiful outdoor settings, right? right. Like great places where you can go and get away from that scene. Right. And in, in West Palm, I think we got one of the most beautiful outdoor patios I've seen anywhere. And, um, you know, you just, you, you try to offer different segments. If your stores are, if you're lucky enough where your stores are big enough, you have different areas. Because even if you're in Boynton, near our headquarters, the, the uh, what I like to call the west side of the, the, the shop is more of your traditional high back leather chairs, guys sitting around talking. And then the area by the bar, the east side of the store is more of like the cigar bar. Oh, yeah. If you got yeah. nooks, you got places for me to go hide out. Nooks, and you I'm, got the I'm good. outdoor cushions and the outdoor umbrella tables. So, you know, you provide an atmosphere, but it's becoming part of the environment, Eric. I mean, if you have bars, it's just it's kind of... I don't even get the point of clubs in general at all. <laughs> like, why would you ever want sure. to do that? If you want to listen to loud music, Abe, put a Abe, loud Abe, song on Abe, in your car or something. Abe, you got to realize, Jordan is like a he's like a 32-year-old <laughs> man, but he's he's actually like an 80. He's like an 80-year-old man. And, you know, that's his Who would his ever mentality. take that over having like an interesting conversation with somebody? I don't know. It's mind but you, well, you know, our West Palm Beach bar just got converted. Um, uh, it's been like three years now. So, and Eric, you saw the older one, right? You've yeah, been in it yeah. before oh, yeah. the bar, right? So well, what's funny is, you know, after we built it, we got it going. You know, I, I don't work out of there. I work out of our headquarters here in Boynton. And then this, this thing called First Friday started. Hmm. And I went there one time, and this is my own store. I don't know what happened. There was like 200 50 plus people there. There was a food truck. There's a DJ. There's women dance. I'm like, when did this become my store? <laughs> I mean, literally, it's crazy. When we opened up that bar and made that outdoor patio, but as an owner, I don't steer that bus. I just keep it on the track. You know, I mean, that's just the evolution that shop took and that shop's thriving. You know, and it's really funny because during the day, it's your traditional cigar shop, you know, and you, know, you never think you were in anything else, and then come Friday night about 9, 10 p.m., it becomes a whole different universe. I don't even know what it is. Because I'm like Jordan. I mean, I like, I don't like the loud sound <laughs> and whatnot. You know what I mean? That's, I wouldn't go hang out during that, you know? But, um, you know, you, you just got to try to cater to everybody. And if you're, if you're good enough and you design your place well enough, you can make, you can make spots where, where people can be comfortable for what they want. Because some, and I, tell, I try to teach this to our staff. Some people come to a cigar shop because that could be their only human interaction all day. They don't talk to anybody at home. They live at home or whatever. This is where they come to interact with other human beings. And then some guys come, they want to read a book in a corner. They don't want nobody to even ask them they want to drink. You have to learn the difference. Right. You know, you have to learn what that what that person's here for. Now, Abe, it's funny because this whole conversation is it sort of relates to our final top three pet peeve. And, and and you don't really have this problem in your in your shops because of the way they're designed. But I think that you'll have a good um, understanding of what we're getting at here. The the final pet peeve that that I have and that, that Jordan has too, and I think a lot of people do, is you go into a certain shop and there's just like this, you know, circle of chairs with guys that have been there for 20 years. The same guys, they're in the same chair. There's kind of nowhere. For you to sit, you feel like that you're in. Well, there. even just walk, you walk in the door, all the chair, all all ten guys, just turn and look at you like, "What are you doing in our space?" Yeah, it's like, and, and I get that some shops are small, but there has to be a way around this to make new customers feel a little bit 
more comfortable because when you walk in there and there's those regulars, it, the first thing you want to do, Abe, is just get out of that shop. That's one because you got to remember my first shop was only 900 square feet. You know, we we had six chairs, six high backs. I think that was the most, six or seven high backs, the most. And we used to have lunch. These guys, we we did we did a, we did a group lunch in my first store every Saturday. It was 26 guys, and you came up on the Saturday twice a year, and you had to make lunch for the whole group. <laughs> that was the rule. And we did this for two years, three years maybe. And it was a 900-square-foot store. So you want to talk about no standing room, you know. Um, people, half of them were outside, having, and women would come in. But that's all up to the owner. It's the owner's job. And especially, like, it's hard for me to do it now because the shops are so big, so I got to depend on a great team to, to do it. But when I was running a small shop like that and I was there five, six, seven days a week, that's the owner. You need to be the glue and make someone feel comfortable come in. You know how many times we used to get this, right? This is my favorite. They, they, they would be outside the window and they do this. <laughs> I would walk outside and think it's much more fun on the inside. Come on in. You know? Put, put those 10 guys in the back of the, you know, in the back well, of the shop. I got, I, got, I got something to tell you, something I kind of learned along the years. Your patrons will emulate your behavior. Mm. If that's the way the guys in the chairs are acting to people walking in the door, that's typically how the owner is. Right. Because I would never tolerate it. And anybody who's coming to my shop, if they know I don't tolerate it, and that's not how I am, they won't portray that attitude in my shop. I they think that's fly. it. Then that's what happens. They will emulate. When you got a shop that's full of jerks, because I've been there, it's typically because the owner's a jerk. Mm. It's, it's kind of that's what happens. So, um, no, your job is to make them feel comfortable. Bring them in. And if I know a guy's from Denver, and I got a regular who's from Denver, he's the first guy to introduce him to. Hey, Bob's from Denver. And that's how it started. I got guys that'll tell you, um, one of our customers now, he's got to be at least 18 years, and he's one of our biggest fans, Walter Walter Heyer. He he was on a bicycle bike, and he had these two little dogs, and he was trying to tie his bike and leave his dogs outside. And he had never been to our store before, and they're two little puppies. I'm like, dude, just bring them in. It's hot. Bring them in. Come on. Bring them in. The guy ended up becoming like a regular one of our customers for 18 years. You know, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do as a cigar shop owner. So it's not the size of the shop or the guys that are sitting in the chairs. It's the owner who's at the helm of the wheel and how he dictates the the aura and, and the the atmosphere of his shop. He, he, he dictates that. I like that. Right. And plus, Abe, the truth is, is even though those those regulars can be intimidating to new customers, those are also your bread and butter of your shop. Like those guys are probably su- supporting. Obviously, they're supporting you more than than anybody else. So you got to try to, you got to try to find that balance to work in the new guys, but also you know make the 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 existing guys that come every single day feel super comfortable as well. And you do that by leading by example. Like I said, when they see me being extra friendly, guess what? They're extra friendly. A lady comes in. I've seen guys get up and offer their chairs because then you know that's what I would do. You know what I'm saying? So you know. It, it, you have to find that balance because if you believe in that camaraderie and you preach that camaraderie, the guys in the shop adopt that philosophy and they want the group to grow. Listen, when I first moved here, I was 26 years old. So all my friends, my regulars, my customers were my friends because I didn't know anybody when I moved to Florida. They were all like at that time in their mid 40s, mid 50s. Some of these guys are 60s. And I'm not kidding you. We had a Thursday night dinner night. We had a dart night. We had a card poker night. I mean, we were doing something every night. And as the group grew and we met new people, they embraced that. They liked meeting new people. You know, it was really funny. I remember at a poker game once, I'm looking around, I'm watching everybody I was playing with. And I said, wow. Like, what? I said, I'm looking at you guys. I'm wondering who I'm going to play poker with in 20 years. <laughs> you, know? And they, you know, they laughed. And they're all still my friends. And they're all still you know, regulars and patrons. And unfortunately, I don't get to see them as much because where I worked changed over the years. I worked in Tequesta. That was my first store. Then we opened up West Palm Beach. Then I worked out of that one. And then this became our headquarters. And now I've been here. So, you know, I don't get to see all the people. But, you know, um, they're all, it's still one big family. And I've been very, very, very lucky to find good people who, who 
adopt that philosophy and know how to implement it and, and keep it going. Because if you don't have that, it falls apart. Is it still just as fun to you, Abe? You've been doing this a long time. Do you still get up and look forward to it uh, as, as you did uh, back in the day? Or is it different? Is it the same? No, you evolve. You, you pivot. So um, retail was great for me, right? And then you do that. And then, then, you know, after a lot of years of just doing retail, or like literally I was just bringing people up at registers and interacting and going to the humidor and grabbing box for them. Then you start doing stuff like, oh, okay, well, let's build a website. And you start focusing. Then you start doing stuff like micro blends. Then you start doing stuff like Great Smoke. And then I start doing projects like Cigar of the Month Club. But to be able to evolve and keep moving, like I got I got two projects I can't wait to come out next year. I think I'm going to have one of the coolest things coming out next year. We got, we got um, actually three projects next year. We got um, something I, I can't even talk about yet, but I think it's going to be viral. I think it's 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 a spinoff of Battle of the Bands, and I think it's going to be viral. I think it's going to be amazing. And then we have our Connoisseur Club, which launches in January, which I'm already so excited about because, you know, um, we want to do something special where it would be an interactive cigar club instead of I just get five great cigars and you know and, and I put them in my human arc smoke one of them. We've actually commissioned manufacturers to make a cigar, nothing that they currently have, nothing that they currently to literally make a cigar for this group and um when the guys get them they're not going to know what they are they have to smoke them and two weeks later they can find out what it is who made it there'll be a there'll be a video by the manufacturer telling them what inspired them to make the blend and what's in that blend and um it's going to be a very interactive cigar club it's only going to be 500 members because you can't do anything this special in thousands you know, there's no rare and limited thousand cigars every month. Or so the only way to do something special like this was to actually go have manufacturers make cigars for this group. I got them all mapped out for next year. So um, that's going to be an exciting thing. So projects like that now keep me going. But I can't do that unless I have a good enough team to continue the other stuff. You can't just abandon these duties and go on to do this. Right. So you also have to be good to find guys to do the stuff you were doing. And I've been very, very lucky between Alex and AJ smokes and a lot of the other guys who work my floors. Um, they've done a great job and, and that's freed me up to do really, really other cool things and, and keep the excitement going. And, and then COVID, you know, the year before COVID, I really started getting out more on social media. I hadn't really been out there. And then COVID was really an opportunity to take, all right, well, what I was doing here locally now, I could reach so many more people. I've met so many great friends over the last year, people who I'd never interacted with. And now we, you know, we've, Facebook Messenger all the time. My, my Messenger bings, bings all day long. Um, but um, it's just opened up a whole new world for us. So our reach is huge. And um, it just reinforces that whatever it is we're doing, we're doing it right. How long do you envision yourself doing this? You had a beautiful family. I follow you on Facebook, obviously, all the time. You know, with your kids, it's great. But how long does Abe continue at this before he hangs it up and passes it on to some some young buck well i'm 48 nine i know i turned 49 <laughs> i turned 49 in january i forget how old i am i so i'm 49 so at 45 which was four years ago we had a serious um company look to acquire us want to buy us and I'm, I'm 45 at the time what am i going to do you know um i i don't think i'm the guy you know it's really funny because Right before I got out, I was reading emails, and Lou Rothman's showing me he's coming back to town. You know, I'm good friends with Lou Rothman, you know, a founder of one of your sponsors, JR Cigars, and he's showing me pictures of all this his museum. He's like, you know, this is what you do when you have nothing to do. That's what he captions it, <laughs> and he's showing me all his museum and his house and whatnot. So he's because he's going to be down next week, so he's reaching out to me, wants to get together, and um, I, I don't think I can be that kind of guy. It's just about balance. You know, if you build a good enough team, I could have that family time. I go to my kids' recitals. I spend time with them. And and I have two families. My 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 employees are my other family. I do consider them like family, you know. So I got to do keep doing what's right for the business because they all need that to thrive too. So right. um, I don't know. I, I'm glad I didn't sell back then. I don't think I'll sell in the near future. Um, as long as the government stays out of our way and lets me do my business and thrive, I, I don't see a reason to sell, not for a while. 
maybe when the kids get older and they're done and maybe my wife and I just really want to chill and coast our rest of our years, maybe, but you know, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not, uh, there's no hot spot for me to get out of the business right now. I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing and I'm enjoying it more now more than ever because I'm, I, we keep building our team. We just got a new graphics guy. We got a videography guy. So the creativity juices are, 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 are flowing and, and, um, I just like doing new projects. Anytime in this industry, when you could do something, this industry's been around for hundreds of years. If you could do something <laughs> that no one's done before, that's pretty cool. Right, right, right. And that's the that's the envelope that we keep trying to push. Let's do something that hasn't been done before. Even even if it's done before, how can we make it better and do it differently? I, I think that's why our Cigar of the Month Club has been so received so well and so highly talked about i i'm amazed when i scroll through social media and i just see all the people posting and posting about it. but it's because we did it right we didn't make it just an ancillary product or something a vehicle to, we made a real experienced club a well-driven club that we treat like family we sent out 12-month patches we didn't tell you that it was just hey it'd be cool let's let's reward these guys who've been members 12 months we sent out an extra cigar in in uh December, it's Christmas, it's holidays. You know, we sent a nice seven-year-old micro blend that we had some, and we didn't know what we were going to do with it, and that was a great thing. So we sent that out, and I did my Secret Santa, which I'm shocked that so far I've only seen one person post that they got it, and he didn't even post a picture of what I sent. <laughs> but, Come you on. Know, yeah, seriously. I mean, dude, why, why would you even post you want you got one? Do you have no it's, etiquette? Yeah, he said his phone didn't have a camera or whatever. I don't know. But, oh, you know, I yeah. got these five Flip cigars phone? that I didn't have a lot of. You can't find them really or they're hard to buy or maybe in a secondary market. And when we do our Cigar of the Month Club, when we, when we pack them all, we don't know what box they're going where. We just make them all because everybody's getting the exact same thing. And what I did was I put five five packs in five different boxes and I'm billing day when the labels come up and all my guys are labeling them. We sent them out. So I'm shocked so far. All I know is one person who's gotten my secret Santa pack on top of the regular cigar, of the month club order. And he didn't even post a picture. That's like, we did a golden ticket in one of our Espinosa projects, five golden tickets in within the bundles. None of them ever. <laughs> Nobody ever got a golden ticket. Well, we think a lot of people just collect those bundles and they never even opened them. So there's still gold. Yeah, but everybody opens a cigar of the month club box. Yeah, they had yeah. to, right. to, you know. And listen, I, I was conscious enough to say <laughs> that some people may not see our video, may not know what the fuck. We put a letter in there. Congratulations, your Abe, honest Abe was your secret Santa here to fight. One guy's posted. One guy's posted and didn't even post a picture of what we sent. So, um. <laughs> I'm waiting to see if the four more show up or if anybody says anything. Did I miss the part where we talk about the katana? Well, yeah. The, no, we didn't talk about it on this show tonight. Katana. We, I forgot we talked about it on Ape Show before. The winner was Kenneth Mullen on your show. There it is. Folks, look at that. Kenneth Mullen. Right, Abe? I got that right, right? Kenneth yep. Mullen, I think. And, Eric, I mean it. Next that time thing. you come down and visit, you get you get the dog you get the sun dog katana from Yeah, me. how am I gonna get that home, Abe? I mean Yeah, there's no there's no way that you can't have one of those. I'll just go through TSA with it on my back and Is that just a new thing now? We just have a sword for every cigar we come <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, it's from this point forward. Well, Abe, I gotta say, I'm so glad that you have no plans on retiring because this industry wouldn't be as amazing without you. Like you do Thank some you. stuff that make it fun. The great smoke is fun, the cigar of the month club is by far the best Cigar of the Month Club I've ever been a part of. I look Thank forward you. to it every month. Your stores are phenomenal. The Boynton Beach store, I could it kind of scares me a little bit because if I lived in South Florida, I feel like I'd be there probably way too much. Uh, <laughs> the bar is fantastic and just the atmosphere. Like you said, you give places, you know, little nooks, crannies to hang out. That's what I like in a cigar. Uh, lounge, just all the stuff you do. Plus, you've just been such a good friend to the dojo. I just can't thank you enough for no, for today and taking the time to be on the show and all the stuff that you've done for the dojo in the past. I appreciate it. So, yeah, I appreciate that we talk about the great smoke. Hopefully, some people got a gist of what we're trying to accomplish. Get yourself that party in a box. I'm telling you, there's not a better deal you will find than that package you're going to get for $169 delivered. And um, I got some pretty epic, cool other stuff lined up for 2021. So 
stay tuned. I plan on having a fun year next year. Can't wait. All right, my man. That's Abe DeBabner, ladies and gentlemen. The smoke in. Don't go, Abe. Abe, I want to talk to you after the show. Folks, Wednesday, uh, Flavor Odyssey returns. And guess what? It'll feature none other than this here, Dogma. Uh, the pairing will be announced, I believe, on Monday. Robbie will probably announce that on Facebook, what the pairing for this particular cigar will be. Uh, they are continuing their journey. It'll be the second of the um, San Andres, San Andres uh, Maduro-wrapped cigars, so that'll be fun. On next Friday night, Smoke Night Live, Liana Fuente, a rare interview with her. She doesn't do a lot of interviews. So uh, Liana Fuente will be on the show on Friday. That should be fun. It's 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 Friday night, Herf Jordan, on the Dojo Verse. So make sure to get your Dojo Verse out. Uh, post what you're drinking. Post what you're smoking. Obviously, do the now playing. Uh, let us know what you're listening to. We'll have some good a good time all night tonight on the Dojo Verse, as we always do every single Friday night. Until next week, remember never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys on Wednesday for Flavor Odyssey. Is it fast? Oh, it's fast. What about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options. But, like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. Not expensive at all, man. JR's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh, wow. Look at these. Oh, look at that deal. It's a good price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with a JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.